the Spendthrift Trust, and how you can get massive tax reduction for your LLC. And this strategy is going to blow you away. If you have an LLC, you can see how the tax reduction is just beyond uh, belief. But it's all legal and all true. But first, before I get into that, I have to tell you that I am not a licensed tax or legal advisor. I don't give tax, legal, or accounting advice. This information has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. So before we dive into how this all works, I want to quickly review what this trust is, what its components are, and how it is uh, 100% uh, compliant with the tax code, IRS code 643. So this is a non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary spendthrift trust. Now, all of these words mean something. So for non-grantor, it means that somebody else opens the trust up. You don't open it yourself. They use their social security number to get the trust EIN number. Okay, so that means that you're not the person that's opening the trust. Your social is not tied to the trust. Therefore, it is considered a non-grantor trust. The trust is also irrevocable. Now, what this means is that you can't transfer assets to the trust. You have to sell them. You sell your vehicles, your house, investment properties, crypto, precious metals, whatever you have that you want to protect, you then sell them to the trust. Now, a lot of people get confused if they see the word irrevocable. They think, oh, well, I don't know if I want to do this because that means I can't you know, modify it. It's all set in stone. No, no, it doesn't mean that. It does not mean the trust can't be modified or dissolved. Don't worry about that. It just has to do with the manner of getting the assets into the trust. The trust is complex. That means it's not required. This is important. It's not required to distribute any funds to the beneficiaries. Now, simple trusts do require that to happen, but this is a complex trust and it does not require any distributions to be made to the, to the beneficiaries. That's a very important point that I'll get into uh, shortly about 643B. Uh, this is a discretionary trust. That means the trustee and the compliance overseer has 100% control. And this is important, as I'll get into later about the uh, uh, about the uh, compliance with 643B, because as trustee, you declare any passive income that comes into the trust as an extraordinary dividend, and that is the key to making this a non-taxable event for the trust. And finally, it's a spendthrift trust, which means you get 100% lawsuit-proof asset protection. I mean, it's so powerful, it can protect you against even, even imminent domain lawsuits. And as I said before, the trust is 100% compliant with IRS Code 643B. I want to do a quick little dive into 643B so that we review with you you don't know this what this is about. So this is from the tax code itself and referring to trusts that are in compliance with this tax code. Now we're going to talk about capital gains taxes being eliminated. This is, I'm reading right from the code. It says gains from the sale or exchange of capital assets shall be excluded to the extent that such gains are allocated to corpus and are not paid, credited, or required to be distributed to any beneficiary during the taxable year. So as long as there's, you know, not required to be distributed to any beneficiary because it's a complex trust, so it's not required to. And as long as all gains, all profits are allocated to the trust itself, then it's not a capital gains tax event. 
Now, for the extraordinary dividend, I'm going to go over a couple of these paragraphs in the tax code. It says, for this, for purposes of this subject and subparts B, C, and D, the term income, when not preceded by the words taxable, distributable net, undistributed net, or gross, means the amount of income of the estate or trust for the taxable year determined under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law. Items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends or taxable stock dividends, which the fiduciary, trustee, acting in good faith determines to be allocable to corpus under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law shall not be considered income. All right, so that's very important. So you as a trustee, any, any passive income that comes in the trust, you can declare that to be an extraordinary dividend. And under, under this tax code, it's not going to be considered a taxable event. So, you know, just one more paragraph on this. We're going to just to reiterate this. For purposes only of subpart B relating to trusts which distribute current income only, there shall be excluded those items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends or taxable stock dividends, which the fiduciary acting in good faith does not pay or credit to any beneficiaries by reason of his determination that such dividends are allocable to corpus under the terms of the governing instrument or and applicable local law. So once again, we're talking about that if you declare these to be uh, passive income to be an extraordinary dividend, right? And it's not paid to any, any beneficiaries, then it is not a taxable event. So that's why uh, this is such an important uh, thing that you understand is that this trust is 100% compliant with IRS code 643B. So if you want to get this kind of major tax reduction, then the trust has to be in compliance and, and it has to have all four of those pillars. If it's not, an, if it's a grantor trust, it won't work. If it's a revocable trust, it won't work. If it's a simple trust, it won't work. If it's a non-discretionary trust, it won't work. So it has to be a non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary trust. The second thing is, is you, if you've uh, uh, just heard in 643B in the tax code, you know you have to allocate all proceeds to the trust. Everything that comes in goes into the trust and stays in the trust. And there cannot be any mandatory distributions. Now, the trust can distribute. It'll be a taxable event for the person who gets the money. But the most important thing here is that it is not required to distribute. That's why the, the, the IRS Code 643B is very clear about that. So, like I said, the trustee declares all passive income that comes into the trust as an extraordinary dividend. Now, what kind of passive income we're talking about? We're talking about limited partnership profit sharing. You know, we're talking about rental income, lease income. If you have any kind of investment income, if you have royalties, all of that is passive income. So that kind of money that comes into the trust, you declare an extraordinary dividend and it is not a taxable event. The most important thing to remember here is that the trust cannot generate active income. Okay, so that's the background of this trust, what the pillars are and how, why those are so important to be in compliance with 643B. So now that you we reviewed this, we can go into... We can start talking about how the trust works with LLC to get the LLC major legal tax reduction. So uh, step number one is you want to make the trust a, up to a 90% limited member or partner in your LLC. You still have control, but your equity stake in the company is only 10%. The trust is a 90% limited member, but it, it is, remember, it's important, important understanding is a limited membership, not control. You have control of it, okay? 
Now we're going to move on to step number two. You are going to, LLC is going to sell all of its assets to the trust. That includes physical assets as well as intangible assets. And so this is how you do it. It's very simple. The formula is that you're going to sell them at, at their cost basis. What does that mean? It means simply that whatever price you originally acquired the asset at, then you're going to add any improvements that you may have made. Okay. So if you if you have a rental property, for example, and you decided that, I mean, you put in, let's say, $50,000 in repairs, well, then you would add that to the amount that you paid for. Then you subtract any depreciation you may have taken against that asset in previous tax years. And if there's a mortgage or a financing on them, you subtract whatever the payoff is. Whatever that equity amount is, that's the price that the property is being sold to the trust at. And that we, that we do that because we do not want to trigger a capital gains tax event when you're just selling your assets to the trust. Now, this is a private sale. It's not public. It's anonymous. So you're just going to put a bill of sale together, and we help you with that. And that bill of sale is kept in your trust book. Now, of course, understand that if you're, if you're selling assets that are real property, you know, uh, you know uh, real estate, then it has to be a deed as well. And in exchange for that, the trust is going to give you a demand note. It's kind of like an IOU. All it is is saying that the trust owes you money for whatever the sales price of each asset that went into it. So you can draw upon that whenever you want. All right. So when you once we do that, then your LLC is kind of like this. There's no assets in it. It's just a shell. And you know that officially speaking, you have your LLC has to have access to the assets to generate revenue. And that's how we do this leaseback strategy. So we've already told you how the trust sells, excuse me, how the LLC sells its assets to the trust. Now the trust is going to lease those back to the LLC. Now the IRS will allow up to 70% of the LLC's net income to be used in a lease agreement. And the payments can be monthly, you know, weekly, uh, quarterly, twice a year, once a year, whatever, whatever you decide is best for your cash flow. All right. So let's give you an example. Let's say that your LLC has $1 million in net income. Well, a million, let's say a million dollars in net income, uh, because the LLC can, can do a, can transfer up to 70% of that um, the, the net income for lease agreement, then we're going to move $700,000 over to the LLC. That's going to reduce the LLC's taxable income from a million dollars down to 300000 now remember, lease payments are passive income for the trust. So that so that seven hundred thousand dollars that was sent to the trust is not a taxable event for the trust. Okay. The second step we're going to do is that now that we're, we reduce that income that that, that uh, taxable income down to uh, three hundred thousand dollars after moving seven hundred thousand dollars over as a lease payment, then the LLC owes. 90% of the remaining taxable income to the trust in a K-1 limited partnership, a limited you know, profit sharing uh, uh, agreement. So remember, we have three, $300,000 left after we move the $700,000 over. Now the LLC owes the, owes the trust 90% of the remaining net income. So 90% of $300,000 is $270,000. That's gonna go over to the trust. So now the taxable income that's left after we move those two uh, huge expenses over to the trust is only $30,000. So your LLC will only be paying taxes on $30,000.
not a million, not $300,000, $30,000. And remember, just to reiterate, limited partnership profit sharing payments are passive income for the trust. Therefore, they are 100% passive income. And according to IRS code 643B, the, all that can be declared an extraordinary dividend and it will not be a taxable, it will not be a taxable event for the trust. So let's just review this, okay? We're adding two expenses to your LLC. It's going to move, you know, that money, a huge amount of money over to the trust. But we're going to use a leaseback strategy and having the trust be a 90% limited member or and having profit sharing on that. That means that. All of this is passive income to the trust, not a taxable event for the trust. It's 100% compliant with IRS code 643B. So here's my question for you. Are you blown away yet? Is your mind blown with how the amazing tax reduction you can get with an LLC by using this trust? I know I was when I first heard about it. I have a trust. And let me tell you, it's it, when you have it in real life, it's even more amazing than hearing about it right now. So what I want you to do, I want you to take action. I want you to schedule a free strategy session with me. Here's my Calendly link. You go there. It's Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com slash Don Thornton. My name is spelled D-O-H-N-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N slash 30 M-I-N. That's Don Thornton slash 30 minutes. And if you do that, I can go over your situation. Tell me what, what you have in the way of assets, income, and what you're looking to do, what your goal is, financially speaking. And I can show you how by investing in this trust, you're going to be able to get some amazing tax benefits reduction and protect your assets. That's one of the huge things about this. I just want to say thank you again for watching this video and being interested in this strategy. I cannot wait to talk to you and to be able to help you have the same financial freedom that I have. See you next time.